Hey, 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 it's another beautiful day, and with it comes another steamy, romantically charged episode of Too Big to Bail. I am your co-host, as always, Colton J. Bozinas, and here with my co-host, Eric Spooky Dominguez. Hello, my little lovebirds. It's I'm very sad we're ending this love, this love week. Love uh, week, love month, love month, love month. I'm sorry. Um, sorry we're ending this love month, but we got an exciting new, uh, new uh, little theme going on for the month month of March. Sure thing, sure thing. Were you able to feel the amore this month? Well, Colton, I, I gotta say, I uh, I felt it really hard. Mm, good. That's came what we through, want. Came through clear and uh, concise. I'm so glad. I am so glad. Uh, so let's get right into the meat of it. We gotta we gotta kind of keep it tight today. Uh, so I had to watch the film What Men Want. Um. It is a gender-swapped remake of What Women Want, um, with kind of more of a um, people, uh, a, a more of a uh, person of color leaning kind of like I would say. It was kind of in the same vein of like Girls Trip, but I don't think nearly as charming. Um. So I gotta it's a agree with you on that. Film that stars uh, Taraji P. Henson and um, it's tough to watch. Now let's <sighs> preface this. This is a BET film. This is a it, it was produced, it is a right? BET produced movie. Um, it did it did get like a wide release. Yeah, um, I remember it, it was like. For some reason, I remember it as it being like it came out to late 2019, if I'm correct. So it was like one of those fleet last real. Uh, movies I think it was really the kind out. of thing that got, I think it got bumped a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Are you a fan of the original? No, but my father is. My father loves, uh, like I was telling you when we were recording, he loves Mel Gibson movies. His favorite being, can you Fairy. guess it? Yeah, it's right. Braveheart. I remember watching Braveheart numerous times. Does he uh, like the stuff Mel directed? No, he's very much like that early Mel camp of just Braveheart, The Patriot, and uh, maybe another. Oh, in this, in uh, so he's only on one. board with like the pre, the pre rat Mel. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure he doesn't care for him now, but he did. Okay, well. He was a dad guy, man. He was a dad. He made dad movies. No, yeah, I know. I know. I, I was, too, did, have a he, dad. Did he do Last of Mohicans? Was that him, too? No, that's um somebody else. Okay. Uh, It is, I mean, Michael Mann made that movie. He's another dad guy. Yeah, uh, for sure. But let's... Terry, no further. Let's get to um, let let me tell you 
the intricate plot of What Men Want. Uh, a movie that is decidedly not short. Uh, it is 117 minutes long. Um, because there's a lot of side stuff going on that they really focus in on this, this go-around. Uh, so, let me tell you all about it. Allie Davis, played by Taraji uh, P. Henson. She's a successful sports agent in Atlanta, and she feels boxed out by her male colleagues because she's pretty much the only woman that works in this building. Uh, there is one other unnamed woman character who does get a line about eh, three quarters into the movie. Um, don't really get to find out anything about her, but when Ali is passed over for a promotion at Summon Worldwide Management, her boss Nick explains that she is not connecting well with the male clients. Uh, Nick, of course, played by football man. You can say legend, Colin. It's okay. Is he a legend? I, I don't know. He's him. a college football legend, yeah. Uh, so let's see, Nick. I, Nick is played by Brian Bosworth. The Boz, as they called him. Is is that true? Yes. What was his thing? He played middle linebacker for the Oklahoma Sooners when the Oklahoma Sooners were like one of the best teams in the country. He was then drafted by the Seattle Seahawks, and mm, then he got right. his career ruined by Bo Jackson. Bojack Horseman. All right. Well, uh, glad to see him. Uh, he plays the manager of the sports company, and he is a bad man. Is he a bad man? Yes. Okay. Uh, remember when he like ruins her relationship later in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. He's a bad man. Um, okay. Uh, so because she's not connecting well with men, she was passed over for this promotion. Uh, apparently it has to be a unan unanimous vote among everybody, whether you get be to become partner and someone voted her down. Uh, Did we ever find out who that was? No, we know who it wasn't though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it was Schmidt. It wasn't Schmidt. It wasn't Schmidt from New Girl. <laughs> from New Girl. I've never seen a single episode of New Girl, but I know that that guy is Schmidt. I know for a fact he would have liked it when it first coming out. If you're, uh, you're definitely in that demo. Hmm. Okay. Well, he would have, you know, he would have enjoyed. I don't think he would have like raved about it, but I don't think he would have found it offensive. I don't think it's even that bad. Actually, I don't I think, think it's offensive. Fun. It doesn't seem like an offensive TV. Show like it's not seems. a movie. It's not a show that I would put on the wheel. Okay. Well, I don't I mean, know. Maybe it, maybe once it something. becomes like a time capsule, I'll watch it or something. Yeah. Like, oh, I'd love to remember what 2012 was like. Uh, all right, but but Ali is determined to succeed in this man's world. Uh, she announces that she will sign up a up and oh sorry she will sign an up and coming basketball star named Jamal Barry. Who spooky is that a real person? No. Okay. No. Uh, so he's like he's very young. He looked like a high schooler to me, but um, 
he's moving on up and they want the they want him the problem is uh jamal barry's dad kind of controls his career and he's a real character we'll get to him in a minute because ali is gonna meet them after she has drinks with her father who is a boxing coach um and then but ali's flirting with the bartender will uh and then so much so that they go back to his house and have sex uh ollie oh that, the, I, uh, I think that's one gin of my jockey yeah <laughs> your dad calls him a gin jockey uh which i think would be funny if they didn't go into the they didn't bring up how off they didn't bring it up like six more times that he called him that and it's like okay. yeah you had something good, but you had to keep going. Um, I mm. think the sex scene, uh, I think both sex scenes with Will are funny. So that's going to be a Saving Silverman for me. Um, because the first sex scene is basically just her. She like just gets on top of him and just like gets what she wants and then falls asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and he seems he seems really put out by it. Yeah, he was um, scared. He was like holding himself. He's like, whoa. Yeah. He is definitely the one who got fucked, um, and I think that was funny because it was—I don't know—there was a lot of good facial expression work being done on both parties. Uh, so I say, well done um, to those fine actors. Will is played uh, by Aldis Hodge, who you may recognize from The Invisible Man uh, or as DJ Ren from. Uh, Straight out of Compton, uh, who delivers uh, the heartbreaking line when he finds out that Easy E has AIDS. Uh, Man, this is bullshit! And then that's the last time we see him. Yeah, R.I.P. We get to, we get to, <laughs> I think DJ Ren is still alive, actually. No research on that. I've done very little research this week, which I know I said I was going to start doing, but it just didn't have it in me this week. It has been yeah. a long, hard week. Um, I feel you, buddy. So they wake up. She wakes up the next day to see that uh, Will's son Ben uh, is here in the bedroom and is wearing her underwear on his head. Uh, and then <laughs> he does the he does a he does a Black Panther joke. Um, Oh yeah, that was a cute moment. That was like the only that was moment kind I. Of a I cute that was moment. my high. That was my high point. Was when okay. he had her panties on his head and said Wakanda forever. <laughs> Welcome to Wakanda. That's funny. Uh, so she freaks out. She sees a photo of like uh, the man with his wife, and he is, and she assumes that Will is cheating on her with him, and kind of bustles her way out of there before he can explain uh so then she goes to a photo shoot where jamal barry is trying to be on the cover with uh, another uh with with lisa leslie i think and yes so, that was right so joe dalla is the dad joe dalla barry is is Jamal Barry's dad, uh, played by uh, played by Tracy Morgan, and he is another sh- uh, saving Silverman for me. Um, Has to be because he is he is 
really relatively toned down in this movie. Um, but he still manages to be a, sh- uh, a shining light here and a, a, a saving Silverman there. And uh, Cole, remember when you uh, we were watching this movie, you asked me if he was based on anybody in real life. I did life. ask that. And he is. He's definitely based on a person named LeVar Ball, who's, who's, th- who's three sons. Know, I've heard that name before. Yeah. His three sons, are two of them of which are NBA stars, and he acts not, I wouldn't say he's uh, more shrewd than Tracy Morgan's Joe Dalla, but the same vein of controlling dad uh, mm. parents. Would you say that he he's the kind of guy that would have been flattered by this performance? Or No, he, he would have hated it. Like, he okay. thinks he's better than everybody else. He's like, uh, he's more of an asshole than Joe Dalla was, which is hard to do, because Joe Dalla was... Joe Dollar does have that. Joe Dollar has his moments, but it, it does become clear by the close of the film that he does. He is just concerned about his son having a successful sure. career. Yeah. Um, and he knows that this is, but he wants industry. to make some money along the way too. He wants to make money, but I think he knows that this is an industry that will take advantage of young people. Yeah, and for so, sure. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, Joe Dalla is pushing to have Barry be the cover of be like the main the center of the cover. I don't know. It's a bunch of like sports management bullshit that I don't really care about. But like Ollie represents uh Lisa Leslie and so but because she stands up for Lisa Leslie, Joe Dalla walks on the photo shoot. If ugh, it doesn't matter. Um so then Mari goes to her friend, or or Ollie goes to her friend Mari's bachelorette party, um, uh, where they get drunk and God, they get their their fortunes read by a character just named Sister, who is a psychic and played by Erica Badu, who uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say is a low point in this movie. Is not funny and is not. I did not care for it. I mean. To keep in mind, this is not a movie that was like made for like me. Of so course, I'm I'm not the ideal audience here, and uh, I just felt that at every corner. And, and not to say that I'm sure this the this was a movie that was enjoyed at some point, but I just I had a tough time with it. Um, so basically, sister loosely gets a couple of details about Ollie's life right and convinces her to drink this tea that is like a hallucinogen and then they go to Light a club halluc- it's not even a hallucinogen it's, it's just like yeah, some marijuana like, tea <laughs> yeah sort yeah i don't know so then she she gets all faded and goes to the club they're all in the club and then and and when Hoochie Mama comes on she's going so hard <laughs> that she falls down and hits her head Wakes up in the hospital where she realizes she can hear men's thoughts. Because the doctor is going through a uh, Narcotics Anonymous situation. And uh, she encourages him to seek help. Um, which is nice. Good for her. Uh, and then uh, I forgot to mention that, that Ollie has an assistant uh, named Brendan. Who is uh, played by... Um, gosh, is played by Josh Brenner, who is like from 
Silicon Valley. He plays Big Head. Fame. Yes, he's Big Head from Silicon internship. Valley. Internship. He's from he he plays a lot of these similar kind of roles. These kind of like the thankless job guy. Yeah. Just happy for um, so, him to actually uh, get a job outside of TV. So good, good paycheck for him though. I've seen him in a bunch of movies. I, I mean, did I, like did he had a, he had a pretty huge role in this one? Yeah, this he was, is like, a, in the I whole mean, movie. I mean, he's he got like he's the he's the gay best friend, white guy character. I don't know what he's at the he's the assistant, her personal assistant. Right, but he think I think he thinks he's her friend, and by the end of the not. movie, they are friends. They are friends once she realizes that she can't really function very well without him. Uh, which also is, I think, a big fault of the movie is that she is so overwhelmed by this like ability to hear men, which I get like hearing like men's thoughts is disgusting. Like there, and it's pretty immediately disgusting. Um. It's just so many dudes just thinking about farts or their dicks or whatever. <laughs> it's like, all right. Um, but she pretty immediately needs this white male character to step in and help her get a handle on this, which I think sucks. Um, <laughs> he pretty much broke down the whole plot. Of yeah, the movie. He's he like, basically you can like <laughs> makes it so that she can understand what's going on, and it's like, all right. <laughs> Uh, so she, <clears throat> she's trying to get it so she can get rid of these powers, um, but then decides to use them to try and get back in, in good graces, uh, with all the guys who are trying to kind of fuck her over at her business and go behind her, her back and have these secret meetings. So she gets into the poker game that they have every week. Uh, Mark Cuban's there. He sucks. Um, Shaq is there. He's fun. Um, who else is there? I did you recognize famous uh, basketball player Grant Hill is Grant there. Hill? Yeah, he's there. He's kind. of I don't know. They don't really give him a lot to do. No. Um, and then of course Joe Dalla is there, and and she gets to hear all of their thoughts, and and basically because she can read thoughts, she can pretty much kick ass at poker. Um, but she decides that it would be in her interest to lose directly to Joe Dalla. Um, and that works because Joe Dalla is now on her side and wants her at the meetings from now on. Uh, so it's also interesting that like you have the power to read men's thoughts and your main aspiration is just to be, get, become a board member of your company when you could become like the most powerful person in the world. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's a pretty small dream comparatively, but I don't, I don't think this kind of like these kinds of movies don't really have ambitions like that. It was just like, yeah, I, I would think it would be funny if there was a, a movie where this situation happened. They're like, oh, I'm going to take over the world. Like, I'm going to become president of the world. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be funny. That'd be um, funny. I think that would work better as a sketch than a movie. But yeah. But then again, I don't think this works very well as a movie, so what do I know? Yeah. Um, so, basically, she is now kind of entwined in the Joe Dalla situation, but he's a family man, and and she, she needs to have a family to get on his side. Um, and so she pretends that Will is her husband, 
without telling Will at all, really. And, like, I feel like just, like, a simple... Com- it, this is one of those romantic comedies where, like, one conversation could fix most of this stuff and then it would just be charming for the rest of the movie. Uh, but instead, she lies and then doesn't tell will that she's lying but he still is somehow on board but he i think he just must he must just think she's crazy because she yeah. is acting like completely different than like she did when they first met but she's like being very close with his child and yeah you know she gets him into like a hawk uh, or a, a hawk scheme right mm-hmm. atlanta atlanta hawk i don't know yeah you got it you got it bud the basketball game and um she's able to read the mind of the basketball man uh jamal barry and realizes that he really would like to be on this particular basketball team because he doesn't want to live anywhere else uh this is his home of course but um joe dalla has plans that wants to get the most money out of this situation so um Ollie is kind of realizing she actually really does like Will, and she likes his son Ben, and um, that's cool. Uh, it turns out the picture is of was of of uh, Will and his dead wife. Uh, so he she is the first woman he had been with since her, and so uh, it was kind of a sticky wicket there. Um. What else can we say here? Uh, basically, it all comes to... There's a lot of other stuff that happens. It is not interesting. Um, I f- think... I gotta give a, th- a third shining light. And I think I'm gonna give it to Aldous Hodge. Because I think he's doing... No, I don't actually... I gotta rescind that. It's not very good. Um... Hmm. Hmm. You're in a pickle. I'm in a pickle. I guess the fart scene is funny, where she hears her <laughs> boss say that he has to fart at the poker table, and uh, I don't know. I guess it's funny that somebody was thinking so hard about having to fart. Um, I, there's so much like I don't know. They're really it's it's weird how selective it is when when the powers come into play. Because I just have to, like, there's points where she's like, I'm overwhelmed by everyone thinking. But then the rest of the time, it's like dead-ass quiet. There are, like, quiet moments where it's like, surely, yeah. surely someone has a thought about what was just said. Um, <laughs> but no. Uh, the There's the subplot with uh, Pete Davidson, who plays just a guy at the office. Uh, who tur- she Once she can hear thoughts, turns out is gay and is very into... Um, Josh Brenner's uh, assistant Brendan character. Um, so she kind of uses that to get them together, which is kind of nice. You know what? I'll give that the shining light. It's nice that she does use her powers to get them together. Um, although it's she seems to do it in kind of a malicious way. Like I think she just like does it like it'll this will get my assistant off my back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if the intention was good there, but. Uh, either way, love wins. Am I right? Love always um, wins. If, it, if then, we learned anything this month, it's that love always wins. Yep. 
Uh, so they continue to be together. Um, he, uh, Brandon, Brandon's whole deal is that he wants to be a agent as well. He knows a lot about basketball stats. Um, and that's that. Uh, so she gets exposed for having lied about the family stuff. Uh, she has to save, uh, Jamal Barry from being signed to China. Um, she, uh, she does, she saves her, her friend from marrying someone who is cheating on her uh and then she also exposes her other friend's husband for cheating on her her with a man it's uh, a big church scene that i could have really done without um but that is where she hits her head and loses her powers so she then just has to um has to solve her 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 predicaments with the information she has already gained so uh with that she is able to meet jamal barry on a little court that he plays at that she know she remembers and she's able to kind of convince him to i don't know we don't really see exactly how she pulls this off but basically she gets him to sign with her directly so that she can leave the company she's given a promotion to partner which she denies and takes one of the top agents with her and and Jamal Barry a client with her and then also decides to make Brendan an agent all at a new agency. Mm-hmm. Um, then she fixes things with Will uh, by going to his son's birthday party and getting him a race car cake. Um, simple lad. Simple lad. Um, there was another sex scene with Will when she could hear his thoughts that was also pretty funny. Uh, it was, it was, I, 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 not as funny, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's, it's pretty one-to-one of a scene from, uh, from what women want. Um, yeah. Let's see. Did I miss anything? Uh, there's a there's a Kellen Lutz cameo as her hot neighbor who uh, she find she can hear wants to fuck her and then um, she finds out is too into S and M for her taste. Um, cool. Oh yeah, the the reason that I was saying Nick is a bad guy as the boss is that once uh um. Jamal announces that he's or Joe Dollar really announces that he's taking Jamal's skill to China um Nick kind of confronts her and is like which it's not really her fault that this happened like one of his guys like did this uh but he's like berating her and stating that he only the only reason he's not going to fire her is because she is a black woman and she feels too uh oh, yeah. demographics in his he staff. did say that yeah and she's like well that's not good um and so then he directly exposes her as lying to will and so there's yeah. that for a minute um that's it really she gets after she leaves to start her company and she fixes things with will they walk to the park and enjoy each other's company and that is what women, what men want. Um, men want. There's there's like kind of an, a pretty 
uh, pretty sexist undertone here. And I didn't care for that. Also, this was directed by a white man. Um, he He's a, uh, a gay white man, but a white man nonetheless. And uh, seems like maybe they could have gotten somebody with a little more connection to these kinds of issues. But, you know, it is what it is. It was written by... Um, two black women so mm, but it, whatever I don't know I don't recommend it what was your low point um yeah, it's a good question because it is all very low hmm oh, man I don't know I, I guess it would be the uh the first sex scene to me was a pretty low point yeah, all right. Uh, I think to to I would make this movie better by by having the uh, the main character have larger ambition. Hmm. For sure. Uh, but that's just that's just me. Uh, and and now we're gonna talk about your movie. Now, Colton, I spun the Family Stone, oh and I gotta admit, I actually uh, I actually like this movie (laughs) (laughs) that's a a nice change of pace i uh don't think i like this movie i thought you know i like compared to all the other stuff we watch on this show i gotta say it's it's up there as far as being one of the best ones i think we watched okay um it's has an all-star cast this is an all-star cast certainly does that yeah yeah, it's Claire Danes, Diane Keaton, Rachel McAdams, Dermot Mulroney, Craig T. Nelson, Sarah Jessica Parker, Luke Wilson, and uh, Paul Schreider, who is um, Paul Schreider, Paul Schreider, Paul Schreider, Schreider, Schneider, Schneider, Rob Paul Schneider, Schneider. Paul, Rob Schneider's brother, Paul Schneider. Um, it's a Christmas movie. Which is that? Um, um is that Brandanowitz? Yes. Mark Brandanowitz. It's this is a Christmas movie. Which did you know that when you put this in? I thought it was a Thanksgiving movie. Because mm. I, I only it's... I only remember like a scene with like a roast in it. I didn't know mm. what <laughs> a <it was>. roast. <laughs> I think it, it turns out I was wrong. It wasn't quite a roast. I just remember the dropping of a of a dish. Yeah, and they the dish did drop. That dish dropped, baby. <laughs> Uh, so the, the, uh, plot of the movie is, um, what's his name? I got, God, I keep forgetting it. Dermot Mulroney and Sarah <laughs> Jessica Parker, Parker are, uh, um, have been going out for a long time and he invited her to spend Christmas with him and his family, the Stones. The Family Stone. The Family Stone. They're actually just called, they're just Family Stone. The uh, Family Stone. For some reason, Claire Dane gets top billing which is Claire Danes does get top billing and she doesn't appear until like halfway into the movie yeah and it's such a weird I guess it was probably her contract that she'd be top billed she is a good agent yeah good agent because so the basic plot of the movie is that Sarah Jessica Parker's character is a very uptight conservative businesswoman and uh, the Stones are a very much a they are 
um, how do I say this? They are like Craig T. Nelson and Diane Keaton's characters were once hippies and they never really lost their liberal overtones. So they just kind of stuck with being like liberal and he's a professor at the college in their town. They were like hippies that didn't go to Woodstock. I wouldn't say that. You think they were there? I don't think they were there. I think they went to like stuff like Woodstock, but like I don't think I think like they never like grew out of it. I think they were just I think they were clean hippies. I think they became clean hippies. Mm. But nonetheless, I got to give it up to my boy, Coach Craig T. Nelson. He kills it. He kills it straight up. Right. Well, and yeah, so does Diane Key. I mean, the whole to me, the whole cast like does a really good job with uh, uh with yeah. exception with some exception here and there. But I thought it was really good. I think you know what I can't I can't really argue on that. They everyone does do a pretty good job. And I got and also the um, the Stones. It's a big family. Um, Rachel McAdams plays the uh, the I would say the uh, younger, little younger the younger sister. sister, the youngest one. Is she the youngest one or is Thad so. Thad Stone? Thad Stone is uh, played by Tyrone Girardo, uh, and he is a death uh, person, and he and they. Uh, he is deaf in the movie, and he's the deaf son. They treat him like he's just normal, which I thought was he, a, a, one of my saving sermons. Is the character is the actor actually deaf? Uh, let me look it up. I don't. It doesn't say. Um, let me Google search his name. Yes, he is deaf. Okay. Well, and he is him and his husband. Patrick, uh, Brian White, played by his, the actor's name is Brian White, uh, his husband, Patrick, their relationship and were, were one of my saving Silverman's because it was, this is, this movie came out in 2005. Mm. They had they the had most, a, I think they had the most solid relationship of the people yeah, in the movie. Yeah, for sure. That's why I would say if any relationship will be a saving Silverman, it's definitely Thad and Pat. And, uh, so they, the Dole McRoney, uh, Dylan, Dylan Mulroney, uh, Dermot Mulroney, Dermot, 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 he takes, he takes Sarah Jessica Parker to the family and the family is a very tight family. It's a very tight knit family. It's, it's like one of those like families that's pretty intimidating to go into if you didn't right. like grow up in the town. Well, yeah. And they're all like, they're all really outgoing people. <laughs> yeah. They're all outgoing and they're all like very eccentric. Like son they're definitely sons and daughters of hippies. Like it's very evident of that. My my extended family has like an energy like this. They're all incredibly outgoing and it is sometimes intimidating to get into. Yeah. They're so tight knit and um he takes her to the family. They all they all give her a, the whole. The, I would say the first half of the movie is them giving her a hard Sarah Jessica Parker a hard time because her character sucks. <laughs> she is terrible. Right. Her, her character's name is Meredith. Like She's extremely uptight and bizarre human being who's really trying she tries in some places to be close knit but then other places she's just cold like for example Instead of staying in Dermot Mulraney's room with him, she wants to stay in a separate room. So they yeah, have to kick insists. Rachel McAdams out of her out of her childhood room, so she could stay there. She insists that she stays in another room, <laughs> which is just bizarre. 
Yeah, I don't know why. I, I don't. I didn't quite catch the reasoning for that. Because nah. it seems clear. I think they've had sex before. I feel like it's just like she's a conservative coming into a liberal house. You know, that's what I feel like. That's what they're trying to play oh, yeah. up, I guess. Right. And like she, she doesn't, she doesn't like to be touched. And like this is a very touchy. This is like the the kissing family from SNL. Remember that skit? Yeah, this kissing is, family. This is the the kissing family. <laughs> this is the kissing family. Everybody hugs. Very affectionate. Very physical family. Um, but they're also like, I would say they're pretty aware of the fact that she is uncomfortable. And some of the family members, uh, Thad, and um, I would say. Coming up soon, Luke Wilson kind of um, are aware of that fact. But Diane Keaton is a straight up bitch to Sarah Jessica Parker and vice versa. Like she's her, dealing with a lot. Yeah, she is. She is dealing with a lot, and we'll get to it. Um, so Luke Wilson shows up, and I gotta admit, this is a solid Luke Wilson performance. I thought he this is way better than his performance in fucking Home Fries. <laughs> Right. In Home Fries, he was a he was a piece of cardboard. In this, he had some character. So, uh, sh- um, good job, Luke. And it becomes evident that, uh, I mean, the plot of the movie just kind of divulges itself in the beginning. Like, what, like, what is the hook of this movie? Because there has to be some sort of hook that we're going to get to. And it's evident that Luke Wilson and Sarah Jessica Parker are, uh, they have some sort of chemistry, like some electricity between them. And and Dermot is. He's like the only one in the family that is like understanding of her. Yeah. And um, first night does not go well. She eats her. She she like has. They're eating pizza and she never takes a bite. She just continues to wipe her fingers on her her napkins because the pizza is too greasy which is something i noticed um also i gotta say coach again i love craig t nelson he's so good he's like him and diane keaton's chemistry in this movie is really uh compelling i don't know and then becomes uh a whole sarah jessica parker keeps fucking up rachel mcadams hates sarah jessica parker and uh, Luke Wilson, it's like a, and also, oh, what happens? Um, something happens to where Sarah Jessica Parker leaves the the house and she get, decides to go to the inn because Rachel McAdams was too, the whole family was too intimidating for her. I was, yeah, the next day, it's like, uh, at, I think something at breakfast or something while she's getting coffee. Yeah. So before they leave, Dermot confides in his mom and tells her i want to marry meredith and his mom and and like a long time ago she promised dermot that she'd give her her mother's ring to propose to the girl of his dreams and he's asking her for the ring and meredith and uh diane keen's like no i don't want to give it to her she sucks he's like come (laughs) on mom he's like i really like her she's like you don't like her at all and he's like i really do and it's just this back and forth and it is uh it is it is uh it is something that when your mom really just does not like your your uh your your girlfriend it's kind of in kind of sucks so Dermot kind of carries that throughout the whole movie but one oh, no, of the, well, not the whole one, movie 
Eh, until until a certain there's a, somebody shows there's up. There's a certain point where he really shifts focus. I don't blame him one bit. Um, then this is really weird. I wouldn't say weird, but this scene of Diane Keaton taking a nap, and it's always sad when a mom takes a nap in the middle of the day. Yeah, it's like a mid- <laughs> midday nap. Midday nap, and you know it's not because she's like, "Oh, I'm feeling tired." tired. It's because she's like depressed. <laughs> She and could be feeling tired a little bit. The older sister, who's played by... God, man, where is she? She's pregnant. The older sister is pregnant. Yes, her, her name is uh, Susan. for the holidays. Yeah, her husband's working in, during the holiday, or like leading up to the days of Christmas. And she finds her mom sleeping in her, like, taking a nap in her bed, and she comes up behind her, and he like she starts to, like, just to... Uh, she spoons Be, her. Yeah, she spoons her, you know, just kind of like a little warm embrace. She's also pregnant. Um Yeah. So they're connectively close right now and like you can tell something's up. And then the next scene is a really heartwarming scene. I would say this is my last saving silverman. It's a scene between Luke Wilson and Craig T. Nelson in the middle of a fro it's like a blizzard. not a blizzard, but it's like snow is coming down hard. They're in the middle of this high school football field where you know that's her coach. That's his element. That is coach's element. It's and coach coaches. It's coach coaches and they have this really heartwarming scene where Luke, I mean, where Luke Wilson confronts his dad about like what's wrong with mom because he could tell like something's up and he tells her, tells him that she has like some terminal cancer, breast cancer, I think, and it's getting worse and she doesn't have much longer to live. And this is probably her last Christmas. Right. It was a really touching scene. Which, yeah, and for me, it kind of explains, like, okay, so that's why she's been so frosty to this new person. She thought this was going to be, like, a special time for her to have, like, a last Christmas with her family, and this new person's here being awful. Yeah. So, I forgot to mention that when Julie was having that panic attack, not Julie, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was having the, the panic attack the night before. She called her sister to come up and help and just be there for her because she's like in a strange place during Christmas without any family. So she decides to take the next bus up and she uh, decides to come to town and Dermot Mulraney and his brother Thad pick her up and uh, you could see the 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 uh, the big the big <laughs> the, the big Who hearts in his sister? eyes. Claire Danes. Claire Danes. And uh, this is like, I wouldn't even say this is Pete Claire Danes fame. This is just. I uh, don't think it is. It, it's, yeah. it's Claire Danes been out of the spotlight for a while after this. Mm, this yeah. is like several, several years after my so-called life. Yeah. And several years. This is, yeah, she is uh, strange. I don't know. Um, so she comes to the, she, she decides to come and they, they have family dinner and this dinner scene is probably the most awkward scene. This is my low movie. point. This is a low point. This is my strange, low point. strange, like strange. Why would they go here? I guess like, like we have to address it. The fact that he's deaf and gay, we have to do it and we're going right. to do it at this dinner scene. Yeah. And... Well, fucking Sarah Jessica Parker decides that she's going to be the most homophobic person at the table. Yeah, and she's the the main crux of this whole uh, dinner table was that Sarah Jessica Parker was like, "Why would you?" Uh, Diane Keaton was like, "I wished all my boys were gay," and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was like, "Why would you wish that? That's like a horrible thing to wish." And then she's it's like, just like really, awkward like, silence. You, you, yeah. you wished you wished all your boys were normal, right? And it's like, yeah, Ugh, Jesus yeah, and that Christ. was just that was just rough. 
right and, and it, it basically it made the it made what was the name of the the deaf son thad thad it made thad feel like shit, shit. And, yeah and the, then and the mom is like it's like banging on the table and like making sure that he understands how yeah. loved he is which i thought was the it was an awkward scene but the ending i thought was it's her, a nice like, recovery but like yeah recovery oh, was fuck, nice duh, yeah landmines 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 and so just sarah jessica parker i think oh by the way the family all loves claire danes because oh yeah claire danes at this is point like yeah charming and like arresting yeah inter- interesting and nice and, <laughs> and not a conservative pissed about it yeah she is she knows she knows immediately when it when her sister arrives at this house like she fucked up by inviting her here so she leaves and she starts crying in her car and luke wilson comes to talk to her and he's like, do you want, let's go tries, get a drink. She tries, she tries to drive off, but can't do it. Oh, yeah. She like kind of like crashed her car into a train. And Luke Wilson takes her and he's like, let's go get a drink at the local bar. Right. And they do. And she starts to get really hammered and drunk. While this is happening, Claire Danes and Dermot Mulroney are walking to find to find her. But they kind of just end up just walking through this quaint, cute downtown, and Dermot Mulroney is starting to fall in love with Claire Danes, and uh, they both know it's not the most appropriate thing because he is about to propose to her sister, and I don't think Claire Danes knows that, but Dermot, I think, is since talking to his mom is like. Since she said that, he was like, he's kind of just been second guessing the whole thing. So he's like, right. well, Maybe that's everyone, because literally everyone in his family is like, hey, I don't think you should do this. Yeah, like everybody in his family is like, nah, dog. Like, even Luke the Wilson, he's yeah. like, why they don't love each other? Like, it's yeah. clear they don't love each other. So she just gets blitzed at the bar, and she wakes up. And well, they, they have a good time. It's like they a have a good time. Scene. I mean, they have like a nice time. She really uh, loosens up. They, she has like some real genuine conversation with uh, Luke Wilson. Yeah, Brandanowitz shows up. He's a Mark he's a he, he shows up. He's a uh, e uh, paramedic, and he used to date Rachel McAdams's character in high school. Right, and so, so she, she invites him. She dinner. invites him for Christmas morning. She just invites him to Christmas morning, which is a absurd thing. To <laughs> wild thing to do on christmas Eve. yeah like to invite somebody to to hang out christmas morning is oof you gotta have some hey, family str- stones to this, do that this this stranger who loosely knows my ex-girlfriend has invited me to my ex-girlfriend's house for christmas morning yeah okay so, uh she gets drunk and she wakes up in luke wilson's bed and well, they end up kind of like cuddling in the yeah, car first, right? Yeah, they cuddle in the car, and then it, they wake up, and she thinks that they had sex, but they didn't have sex. And the uh, in a in a very remember remember Coach goes to see yes. Claire Danes too. Does he? Yeah, because she thinks there's a knock on her hotel door, and she thinks it's it's going to be Dermot Mulroney, and she's like so excited. She opens the door, and it's Coach, and he's like, "Hey, I just <gasps> oh, wanted to yeah. apologize for." Oh it's yes, a, yes. It's an odd yeah. scene. Yeah. So then, again, another scene with Coach. He uh, he's going upstairs to wake up Luke Wilson, and he finds Sarah Jessica Parker in Luke Wilson's bed, and he's just like so confused. <laughs> he's like, "What happened?" He's like, right, "Gonna have, it's gonna have to beat my boy." I'm gonna have to beat my boy. <coughs> so the next morning, uh, that that same morning. 
that same sorry the same that same morning Diane Keaton Christmas Day Diane Keaton and Dermot kind of um, oh wait remember the sex scene with uh, Diane Keaton and, and and Coach I mean is it a sex scene they just kind of kissed and went to bed no, remember they he like grabs her her. her uh, but he, yeah, they didn't have sex. They but. absolutely had sex. 100%. Well, it wasn't like a Taraji P. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was much more tender. Yeah, it was a tender. It was very love much scene. a scene, a love scene between a man who is losing his wife and his wife yeah. who is dying. So that same morning, Dermot finds out that his mom has cancer and is like torn up about it. And also, he um, Claire Danes comes, and he wants to put his, the ring that he bought for Sarah Jessica Parker on no, Claire Danes' finger. No, no, he remember he went to buy a ring. Didn't I know, he would he, go buy a ring. He didn't he? Didn't buy it though. The, he didn't the buy mom it? is okay. like that when the mom tells him that he that she has cancer. She's like, here's the uh, here's the ring. Take it, and he puts it on Claire Danes' finger just to see how it fits, and it gets stuck. Mm, in theory. In theory, and uh, it be- this causes the Christmas commotion, and Sarah uh, right. Parker shows up. She's like, "Why do you have my ring on your finger?" And he's like, "I didn't want it on my finger. It was just a pin on my finger." And then there was just this whole conversation. She's like, "I know what you all think of me. I, I know that you." Yeah, she starts acting like a crazy person. And then and- I slept with your brother. And then they do the gift exchange. And Sarah Jessica Parker does give a tender, nice gift to the whole family. It's a picture of yeah. Diane Keaton when she was pregnant with Rachel McAdams. It's a very nice, lovely picture. Mm-hmm. It was a good gift. It is a it is a good gift if your um, if your uh, mother is dying and you want to give a gift to your whole family. She didn't. Yeah, but there's, she didn't know. Yeah, that. she didn't know. She didn't know that. Which but it was, a, it was a, probably a pretty yeah. weird gift, otherwise. Yeah, quite serendipitous gift. Mm. Uh, serendipitous. Uh, Jessica Parker. Yep. And then they have this. She gives the gifts, and she the whole family's like, "Wow, that's that. Oh, God, that's such a great gift." Yeah. Thank and you then so they much. like her now. Yeah, they like her now. But then it comes out that Luke Wilson, Luke Wilson was in the same bed as Sarah Jessica Parker the night before, and then Dermot Mulraney and Luke Wilson starting to get in this fight, and they chasing around the house as brothers do. But but, and, but he's like, "Look, we didn't sleep together yeah, at yeah. all. <laughs> like." just yeah. put you in there because you passed out and then it's the whole family gets in this commotion Sarah Jessica Parker drops this dish she's been making for the last day and a half the all over the floor and Rachel McAdams slips in it and, and, and the, 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 the girls are all kind of laughing it off yeah here. laughing they're all having the a guys, good time the guys are in like a death fight yeah so then Rachel McAdams and Brandanowitz kind of get together he gives her a snow globe which is a strange gift and i mean it's a fine last minute gift sure he probably just like he, stole it from his mom's house and here he had to go he had to go to the gas station <laughs> this quaint gas station and yes. so gas station slash snow globe emporium so this we're at the last last half of the movie everything's coming together sarah jessica parker and luke wilson look like they're going to get end up together Claire Danes and Dermot are going to end up together. He runs and gets her at the bus and stops the bus, and they make out in front of the bus. And then it just, uh, we have this weird, there's also a weird shot of, like, Dermot Mulraney walking away into the night with, like, a scar on his cheek. 
wearing a hood at night and it just looks so out of place this 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 is a, i'm going to send you this as a screenshot for the for the thumbnail all right but uh if we have fast forward it's the next year's christmas and everything looks normal but we all know who's missing yeah diane yeah. keaton all right the family she passed stone a- Lost a member, but gained several more because several there's more, a new yeah. child. There's new um, relationships. There's actually two new children because the um the uh the deaf Thad and Thad, Thad and Pat Thad and Pat adopted a baby. Adopted uh, a baby. The older sister had her baby, mm-hmm. and then um she already had the the one child. And so, and then, and then we've got two, Sarah, the, the two Sarah and Jessica Parker sisters are here. Yeah. So, and that's the end of, and then that's the end of the movie. It plays kind of slow plays. And then with the zoom in of Sarah Jessica Parker's gift of Diane Keaton zooms in on that. And then we get a fade to black and that's the family stone. Mm, mm. So just to recap my saving Silverman's worth, Thad and Patrick's relationship. I thought that was a really sweet relationship. Um, Luke Wilson the coach scene I love that scene and then I gotta give it up Sarah Jessica Parker's gift to, of, to the whole family of Diane Keaton hmm. pregnant with Rachel McAdams I thought that was a really lovely gift nice well I would say my high point is uh, definitely Rachel McAdams in general uh, just a stone cold hottie can't deny it smoke show total smoke show uh, loved it, loved the performance, loved the fucking punky attitude, all that stuff. Very nice. Yeah. And uh, of course, my low point is the uh, homophobic dinner rant. Very bad. Very bad. Very bad. Do not do that. So, Colton, how would you improve? How would you improve this movie? Um. How would, would you, I improve this uh, movie? You would let would, me play the Brandanowitz character. Yes, of course. That would definitely... Uh, you playing any character would be great. Um, I guess um, I would like... I, would, I, would have, I wouldn't have made Sarah Jessica Parker so rigid as a character. I thought her character was too, like... I don't know, it's too... Tough. It's tough to get behind too, her. Yeah, it was so tough for her to be, like to get behind her as a character. If, she, if they, Making her more likable. I, that would yeah, have made the movie better. Yeah, because even when she loosens up, it's like I don't know. Uh, is she? This seems unearned. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that would have. There wasn't. There wasn't a whole lot of hints of anything coming yeah. at. All right. Yeah. So, n- this is the new month coming up here, March. Mm, March Madness. March Madness. That's the theme of this coming month. Now, what does that mean? These are movies about people going nuts or people playing crazy characters. We're talking about your Cliffords. We're talking about your <laughs> Masters of Disguises. These kinds of out of left field nutsos. Yes. Uh, so, Eric, I'm gonna have you spin the wheel and then tell Am me. Am I spinning? This is for done. me. Is this for me? This for you. I'm spinning. I'm spinning. I'm spinning. Oh. I got Guest House starring Polly Shore. Oh, okay, yeah. That seems and my like a, a crazy punish, one. And if I can't finish it, I will have to watch an episode of Last Man Standing. Oh. 
Now that's crazy. All right, yeah. spin the wheel for me, big guy. It's spinning, it's spinning, it's spinning. Colton is watching Just Crazy Enough, starring SNL alum, SNL great even, Chris Kattan. Just Crazy Enough. Well, it's right there in the title, so and let's see if I'm crazy enough. Your punishment will be Young Sheldon. Oh, boy, <laughs> truly the madness begins. All right. The madness begins, March. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We hope you found love this month because you'll be finding madness this next month. Uh, thank you as always, and goodbye. Goodbye.